Entrepreneur MBA podcast purpose is to help existing business owners grow their companies past the $10 million in revenue per year benchmark. Here is your host, Stephen Halasnik. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Halasnik, and I'm co-founder of Financing Solutions. Financing Solutions provides easy-to-set-up lines of credit for small businesses. And I will be your host for today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. If you're interested in learning more about a line of credit for your business, please visit us at fscreditline.com. That's FS as in Financing Solutions, creditline.com. Over the last 25 years, I have personally built six companies in the $5 million to $25 million range, including two companies that have made the Inc. 500 fastest growing companies in the United States. I love learning from people with business experience. And today I am excited to be speaking with Bart Jenison from Inspiring. Bart is a chief inspiration officer and founder of the Inspiring Company, a company that supports people on their entrepreneurial journey by providing them with a simple format and clear logic to do what they have to do to start, build, and grow a business. Whether you are a self-employed professional or a small business owner, inspiring is invaluable for everyone who aspires to succeed in business and life. He has been an entrepreneur for 20 years now without losing enthusiasm. With inspiring, building an international network to help you as an entrepreneur, making more money and having more fun. Inspiration is the thread of the work that Bart does. Bart, welcome to today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for for having me, Stephen. Really great to have you. Thank you so much. So today's topic is how to make your small business inspiring. Um, I think many business owners would think that that is that is either obvious or it is uh, it, it is. Why is that important? And so let's talk about why it's important first to have a business that is inspiring. Well, in fact, let's define what that means, inspiring. Thank you so much for questioning, Steve. And I think you do know what it takes. So uh, yeah, really great to discuss this topic. It's actually my mantra. So make small business inspiring. It took me 20 years to, to find my way. I was so super excited about all kinds of opportunities. There were multiple trains passing by. I would like to jump on and always curious to learn more, get to know more people. But yeah, why are we here? Why are we doing what we are doing? So uh, actually, I found it, find a way to somehow yeah, streamline the whole process from ideation up to uh, yeah, building a profitable company. So uh, I'm supporting entrepreneurs from all kinds of sizes, but mostly focusing on small business owners who are somehow struggling to level up or somehow uh, trying to find their way or their breakthrough. And yeah, they are looking for some inspiration. And here we are, Stevie. Yeah, I, I, you know, I mentioned, uh, I saw in one of your uh, your bios that I didn't read that there today, but Simon Sinek, ha- I guess, has been an inspiration for you. Simon Sinek wrote a, uh, I, I, I know Simon, uh, I, I've met him. I, I don't want to say we, we, we were best friends, but uh, it, he wrote a book called Start With Why, and it is a fantastic book. Uh, it's the, the concept is very, very simple, but 
I think starting with an inspiration of your company, it, you have to help your employees and your customers understand their why or our, your, your company's why. Is that the foundation of at least starting off there for inspiration? Yes, what we say, and I always uh, quote uh, Simon from the book, uh, people don't buy what you do, but why you do it. Eh? And uh, so it's super important that you do know, uh, yeah, why are you doing this? Why are you running uh, the business the way you are running the business? And it also helps yeah, to attract uh, team members, your employees or partners, or even your customers yeah, to get a clear understanding. Okay, why are we all doing this? So I think it's kind of starting point. But yeah, if, if the first question... To, to an entrepreneur is, okay, why uh, are you doing this? It could be also a little bit overwhelming or a little bit complicated. So sometimes, yeah, maybe simplify it a bit and just, yeah, uh, try to define a kind of starting point. Why did you start with this business? Or uh, why are you uh, coming up with this solution? What is holding you back? Or what is it what you would like to achieve? It's more like an opening, a starting point. But uh, I'm very super yeah excited about uh, Simon's work. And uh, within our framework and within our yeah, interface, we have created the kind of uh, the golden circles that they that they have a place within our work. But we also follow the value proposition design uh, canvas from uh, Alexander Oysterwalder. And most of all, we follow uh, Steve Blank with customer development because I think, yeah, customers are the most important uh, 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 yeah, value of your, uh, of your company. And uh, they actually validate what you are working on. Yeah, you know, I I think uh, having insp- having a mission, having work, and having po- communicated it properly to your employees and your customer. Let's let's say let's start off with your employees because I think that that's where it really all starts, right? And that is, it has a multiplier effect. We all know that people go to work because they get paid, right? And if you build a company where that's the only purpose, that people come to work because they get paid, I think you're missing out on a huge multiplier effect because people don't want to just go to work to get paid. They want to be inspired. So helping your employees first, understanding the same passion that you have, and then your customers next has this multiplier effect in that it really brings out the productivity in people. It's not something you would agree with. Yes, definitely. And I always say that, yeah, the entrepreneurial path or the relationship with your partners or employees, yeah, it has to be something like a love story. I always uh, quote uh, Shakespeare, love and be loved in return. And that's, yeah, a little bit the same with inspiration, inspire and be inspired in return. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you an example too. Like, I had this one company, and what we did is we uh, we placed uh, registered nurses on long term temporary assignments throughout the United States at hospitals. These were um, uh, these, these are registered nurses again at a hospitals, and they would go for at least thirteen weeks to a different state, work, and then they would go to another location. And so we worked on this project, me and, and my management team, and and I I said to them, you have to understand what it is that we do for these nurses. We are giving them these incredibly rewarding travel experiences. And 
and that is something that they'll never forget. And what was interesting was when I reframed the our our mission in an essence, how that really uh, energized the whole company. Uh, you know, and so I think sometimes as an owner, you have the passion, but you need to be able to reframe it so that your employees and customers have the passion as well. Yeah, I think you need to reframe it, but also you need to somehow uh, use the right words. And what I see, especially from, from early stage entrepreneurs, if that they do have the passion, that they do have the energy, but they are somehow... Uh, not able to communicate it or uh, to to pay it forward. Eh? So uh, sometimes you need to reframe it or rephrase it so that it's more understandable or that people say, okay, now now I got the picture. And sometimes it's it's just a synonym or or a different tone of voice or uh, it could be a, a kind of endorsement. But yeah, most of all, that if the message is clear, eh, that that what is actually what we are striving for, what is the purpose, why are we doing this? And if we can somehow summarize it short and simple, that will actually help to pay it forward. And that will help also to attract more people to it. So give me some uh, suggestions that you have to business owners whenever you're doing a lecture or, you know, a speaking engagement, whenever you're writing something, whenever, you know, give me some uh, examples or, you know, suggestions that you have to business owners about creating a company that is inspiring. Yeah, uh, a couple of examples, but but first, eh, more like okay, what are could be possible inspiring tips eh, to move on? Is that yeah, uh, like I said, a lot of entrepreneurs make it super complicated. They are abacadabra doing kind of stuff, and they would like to 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 use taggy uh, and savvy words for it. But try to simplify and try to yeah to communicate it uh, in a way that it's already solving my problems that you can actually help somebody else. Yeah, so that's that's in my opinion, yeah, the the the, the holy grail, and uh, yeah, so that's that's really our mantra. So to make it super simple, and also with with uh, you mentioned uh, Simon Sinek, but also uh, you probably know Eric Ries and Steve Blank, and I've got the book from Steve Blank here, and the, the book is almost six hundred pages. Mm. There are almost uh, 60, 70 worksheets, and a lot of young people get completely lost. They don't read books. They don't have time for that. They are so super busy with Snapchat and uh, TikTok and that kind of stuff. So somehow we need to figure out, okay, how are we able to to yeah bring that message? How are we able to yeah put the finger on what's actually yeah uh, counting? So uh, simplify the whole process. That's the most important lesson. That's the most important example. Uh, yeah, how to uh, to pay it forward. And there are multiple examples of of, of companies with a, a clear yeah mission statement or or a motto that people feel attracted to it. Eh? And uh, and I think yeah, that's that's what you need to uh, write down as a, as a young entrepreneur or a small business owner. Yeah, that people can identify with you and your company. So, so have you, do you typically have clients that will come to you and say, uh, you know, I believe in what you're saying, coach me as to how I can make my company more inspiring? Yeah, most of the, the reasons why people are uh, joining our support programs, we have all kinds of programs for that, is that people are, like I said, somehow uh, in between, eh? in between that they see, okay, we need to change. If we don't change, then we will yeah, get the same results over and over again. So they are very open-minded. 
and they are very committed to to yeah to change and i think that's that's also important because there are a lot of people outside who would like to keep it uh, exactly the way as it is eh? but then the outcome will also be exactly the way as it is so when they join us they it's not that the main question is of course that they oh, we would like to be inspiring it is it's super great if people get back to us with that question and sometimes when they are joining events if you ask them, okay, what was the outcome? What was the effect of the day? Then the answer is, oh, it's inspiring. But uh, uh, most of the time they would like to see, okay, how are we able uh, to to attract more paying customers uh, to our company without huge investments? And if you take a look at growth hacking agencies or consulting firms, a lot of people are yeah, uh, sending all kinds of invoices and, and would like to charge for their services and, 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 and they somehow promise uh, the, the highest mountain. And uh, yeah, and we would like also to simplify that and say, okay, let's let's start from scratch on and, 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 and go step by step, day by day and, and, and see if it, yeah, if, if we are able to, to, to manage the process and the transformation process. So yeah, I'm not sure if that's completely answering the question, but that's, uh, yeah. That's what so. I would like. So you mentioned that your your company uh, has certain programs that is designed to help entrepreneurs. N- name some of them. The, uh, the the entrepreneurs who are joining. Yes. Yeah. No. We have uh, today. I had a session with the founder of Startup Fountain. It's a it's a platform, a marketplace for venture capital and uh, uh, startups and and and, and scaleups are able to register on that platform. Uh, we have Label Fashion. It's a, a new upcoming brand for the fashion industry where entrepreneurs uh, in the fashion industry can identify with fair trade. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, especially in the fashion industry, there is a huge difference uh, for pricing. Eh? Uh, I'm, I'm a very uh, happy father of a young daughter, 15 years, almost 16 years old. Uh, now you're wearing, I think, a hoodie. Uh, I also like hoodies, uh, but hoodies are in a price range from uh, $10 up to $180 uh, here in my country, in the Netherlands. So why is one one hoodie almost 200 euros eh, or $200 and the other one is 10 or 20 And there is a huge difference in between. So uh, Label Fashion is an example who's trying to bridge the gap and trying to offer fair trade uh, regenerative clothes production. And that's typically a company I'm really proud of to support uh, because, yeah, uh, I think uh, purpose-driven is important and uh, change for good. And uh, that's all, yeah, including in, in that company. But, uh, yeah, more companies. Uh, we are just recently signed a new company. It's called Brain Care. Uh, we have a showcase. It's a green soap company. Is actually changing the soap industry. Uh, but all kinds of different uh, companies as well, from uh, a musician. Uh, I just finished a call with a guy from California who's a great artist and uh, with a great story, with a great vision, but somehow with a lack of paying customers. And now there we think we can help to somehow change the value proposition a bit, that the vision and the purpose is still there, but somehow, yeah, try to improve the communication, try to improve maybe the channels you are using or the, the, the other communication lines, that kind of stories, that kind of examples. So, so pick one of those companies that you mentioned what, or pick one of your more successful uh, stories. Tell me about what you did for the company and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, how it resulted in and what was the outcome 
Yeah, most important uh, to say is that, uh, like I said, our motto is to keep it super simple. And uh, we follow the line from Steve Blank. I already mentioned the, the, the book, five, six hundred pages, 60, 70 worksheets. Uh, the, 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 yeah, the main message is, is, is crystal clear. Paying customers are the best way to fund your company. Uh, paying customers, satisfied customers are the best uh, example of, of that you are on the right track. But somehow, as a growing entrepreneur or an early stage entrepreneur, yeah, we are struggling with the customer development process. So we would like to offer and simplify the process, transform the problem solution fit to a product market fit. So first redefine, okay, what is the original reason why you started all this? What is the the pain point? What is the, the solution you would like to offer? And sometimes you tweak it a bit with small elements in the value proposition or sometimes with small values or combinations. It's the original definition from innovation, from Schumpeter. Neue Kombinationen. It's a German language. It's a German talk about yeah, innovation that you just sometimes tweak small parts of a larger proposition. So if you combine uh, X and I with different uh, opportunities, you create new business opportunities. So that's actually the threat of the work. Try to figure out, yeah, to change it a bit or sometimes create packages or uh, different uh, services, but with uh, instead of uh, a year uh, pricing, maybe a membership pricing or uh, something like that. That's typically what we are working on together with the entrepreneur. But the programs we are offering is also is a, a do-it-yourself kind of program. So people get tooling, people get uh, uh, all kinds of resources. So they are able to go through it step-by-step step based on uh, yeah, uh, actual behavior from potential customers, from response from the team members, response from other stakeholders who are relevant to the, yeah, the business development process. Do you, in most cases, uh, you're working only with the business owner or do you work with their management team as well? Yeah, it's a little bit uh, depending on, we we are really targeting for small business owners yeah? and uh, small business owners up to 10 people. Uh, so there is a huge difference if you take a global uh, perspective on small business definition. Uh, I think uh, in the U.S. there is a complete small business department. Uh, since a couple of years, also in the Netherlands, there is a, a kind of governmental department, especially uh, targeting for entrepreneurship. Uh, I think as we speak is our queen on a business trip to the United States, to mm. Silicon Valley. Uh, try to somehow be inspired by the spirit you have in your country. And, but we are moving forward here in the Netherlands. And, and especially the Netherlands is a kind of harbor for the whole startup ecosystem in whole Europe. So there's a lot of uh, uh, stuff going on. And, uh, and, and back to your question, uh, we have two kinds of programs. Uh, one is more a kind of incubator program for one-person companies who are very early stage. And the other program is more a pre-accelerator for scale-ups. Startups with uh, a lot of traction already, minimum viable products with uh, yeah, 100K revenues, maybe a bit more, uh, maybe yeah, a bit less. And somehow they would like to level up. And the scale-ups are mostly joining as a team and the incubators are mostly joining as a, yeah, a single founder. 
And the the type of training they uh, is it, are they put into like a mastermind group or are they put into uh, is it are they going through a program where it's you know self taught how how does it work Yeah, uh, it's very funny and also honest to share with you. I heard your introduction and I know your background and uh, you're you've been building and involved in several companies with all kinds of uh, successful outcomes. Uh, my beginning of the journey was the toughest uh, time of my life. So uh, in the beginning, there was uh, access to funding. A lot of people were clapping along. It was in the upcoming period of time of the internet. Uh, there was a huge, uh, uh, how do you say, gap in valuations. And it was more like a bullshit bingo than it was sustainable business development. So I've learned my lessons and uh, I've been through uh, incubator programs. I've been uh, involved in accelerator programs. I had multiple mentors, multiple coaches, multiple investors. Uh, so all kinds of support. And uh, and sometimes I summarize my work that it took me 20 years to get here. And I try to offer the same kind of journey of 20 years, all like a pressure cooker summarized in the 20-week program. And uh, maybe a couple of years ago, I was focusing on, yeah, it's digital or focusing on it's a live session. Now I try to offer it in a blended way. Uh, every person is unique. Every person has a different approach. I try to offer the best of both worlds. So like today, we are connecting from a complete different side of the world. Uh, I have participants now from all over the world, uh, from Romania, Melbourne. I got uh, recently a new participant from Toronto, uh, my work is published by an American publisher from New York, originally from your place, from Nashville. It's Morgan James. And uh, I'm very proud to collaborate with David. Uh, he's the founder of that company. So, uh, yeah, the whole shebang uh, based on what is the actual needs. Sometimes I say or I communicate that I'm the chief inspiration. But to be uh, honest with you, uh, in, in, in the real life, I'm more like a personal assistant to my uh, participants and I try to guide them, to help them, to move on, to level up, to speed up, sometimes to slow down. And uh, yeah, that's actually what I'm, uh, what I'm offering and what I'm doing. But now already with a team, we are 10 partners within the company. I'm the founder, uh, I'm uh, the largest shareholder, but now all the revenues were shared with all the people we, we, who are referring. So if you are able to support me with your expertise, with your network, we share 50% of the revenues with the people who are involved. We have got more than 100 people now already signed up as a mentor, a partner, and a coach. And that's the asset. That's the intellectual property, what we bring in to all the participants in the network. What if you notice the difference between U.S. companies and companies that are not in the U.S.? What, what, what do you notice? Uh, First of all, and especially uh, in the Netherlands, there are 17 or 18 million uh, people. And uh, so there are, I think now, 1 million independent small business owners. But if you uh, analyze it through the economic systems, it's a, a small yeah, part of, of the economic uh, system. And uh, in, if you talk in the Netherlands, if you talk about... Uh, uh, let's say an advertising budget, then uh, yeah, the amounts of money are so much higher in the US. So uh, that's on on all levels, and uh, that's a big difference. But but we are very 
uh, I'm very grateful of, 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 of my background. And I see also we have a huge entrepreneurial mindset and we are very internationally oriented. And, uh, and somehow, sometimes I feel uh, that I'm uh, yeah, not, not the one, but I am somehow uh, fulfilling my purpose to somehow bridge gaps also within uh, lower economic standards uh, to higher economic standards. I've got participants from Africa, I've got participants from India, from Asia, and very intellectual, very talented people with brilliant solutions for actual problems we are facing at the moment. I would like to help them, support them, and uh, so try to support them to get access uh, in other places on the world. I even got people from Russia who left the country. I've got people from Ukraine in my network. There's a huge thing going on here in Europe. And uh, yeah. So I would like to don't take a, a look on, on, on the, the backgrounds from people, but more on what, yeah, what is it what you like to offer? What, why are you eh, starting up with this business and how are we able to help? Yeah, you know, I, I have traveled a lot uh, in the United States and outside the United States, um, you know, and it's interesting when you travel through Europe, because for those of you who haven't traveled extensively through Europe, uh, and I have not been to Amsterdam or to Belgium or, or that part of the, the, the world, but, uh, but when I've traveled, you know, it's, it's, and I have, and I have a number of friends who own businesses throughout Europe. Um, the, it, it's interesting because like, think of each state in the United States and that's what it's like in Europe. They're each there. Each country is its own state. And, and yet in each one of those states, although English is off, 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 usually the common language, you usually see the business people speak three languages. And, and business so, people, yeah, yeah, yeah but the other it, people, uh, they have more difficulty. Yeah, it depends. I agree with you. It depends on what, what country you're going to, but, uh, you know, the, what's interesting is each state has so much more of its own culture than in the United States. So like I'm in New Jersey and if I go to, let's say New York, what the culture isn't significantly different, right? Even if I go from uh, New Jersey to Louisiana, it's, yeah, I mean, business is business, right? And it's still, but I found that the people that are dealing in Switzerland Versus the people who are dealing, uh, if you're in Switzerland, dealing with someone from Spain, it's really not that far away, but yet the cultural differences is significant. Is that true or not? Yeah, I think it's true. And uh, yeah, and especially uh, what I can say from, um, from, from my perspective from the Netherlands, on the one hand, we are a very open country and uh, yeah. And on the other hand, we are also very lucky. We have a huge uh, uh, everything. Yeah, although now there is crisis and energy prices sky high, but it's all over the place. So that's nothing uh, has nothing to do with with that uh, aspect. But it's already with uh, with Belgium. That's the first place uh, next uh, from our when we cross the border. Uh, yeah, the people in Belgium, it's really completely difficult. There is there is always a kind of tension between the two countries. Uh, I think it was a couple of hundred years ago. Uh, Belgium was the same country as the Netherlands. Uh, now, then you travel uh, one one state further up to France, and uh, a complete different language. 
uh, in Belgium, they speak two of them, eh, French speaking and Dutch speaking. In French, they only speak French. Nobody speaks English. Uh, only the people maybe in Paris who are internationally oriented. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, people are much more into their inner circle. Uh, I personally appreciate people. I have a lot of contacts with people in Spain. And people are very friendly, very, very, very uh, warm. So I like that. And and one more detail, but also to bridge that gap is if we go to the left from our country uh, and we go to Germany, uh, I think yeah, the German people are uh, yeah well communicated, uh, sometimes more clear than Dutch people. They are very uh, to, to the point. And uh, there was a long time always the issue about the Second World War, but uh, that's really... Uh, so long ago, uh, uh, there, the whole world was fucked up a couple of times. So uh, uh, I really do like the people from uh, from Germany if, if it's about business, although it's hard and difficult to, to settle and create the relationships in the right way. But each country has its, uh, yeah, its own manners, its own history. And, and it's super important, especially for me as a Dutch guy, a stupid Dutch guy, is I really need to learn to to somehow yeah try to be uh connective and 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 change uh my mind into the perspective from yeah from my uh network or my my relationship and that was a hard lesson for me a long time because i was always thinking that we are yeah that we know everything but uh yeah every region every country has its own background and rules and but that's also makes makes us a, unique so it's also an opportunity to connect and, and to find a reason why the same thing for us. Why are we connecting today? Why are we yeah, uh, sharing these kind of stories with the world? And that's really fascinating me for me. Yeah. How, how have you found that? Have you found that you have to adjust your when you do work as a consultant or a coach? Um, and you're trying to work on communication with your client. Or with with how much do you do you have to be concerned with cultural differences? Uh, first of all, uh, very it, it's 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 really important. So already today, I had uh, meetings with uh, with with people from different countries. Uh, a young lady from India. It's completely uh, uh, different. Uh, I have uh, a participant who lives in 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 Canada but is orig originally from Russia. Uh, I've got one person, he, he left uh, Russia. So yeah, those backgrounds is, is, is complicated. So yeah, you need to handle that with care and attention in, in, a, in a way that, that with respect. Eh? So uh, I'm, uh, if I say from just my personal opinion, if somebody is leaving his original home country uh, because of of this screw up situation, uh, yeah, I can feel a lot of respect, but also I feel a lot of complexity. Uh, uh, people uh, are leaving maybe family members and friends behind. Uh, it's very complicated. It's very difficult, and uh, so yeah, we need to deal with that on the one hand. But maybe another tone of voice. The most important thing in communication, what we need to deal with, is that. People are not always walking their talk. So uh, they have a storyline or they have uh, a business plan or a slide deck or presentation. And if you ask to uh, to explain, 
then they gave us a complete different explanation than what's in the paper. So, uh, and that's actually, I think, 80% of, of our work is that we just see, hey, this is the story, this is your talk, but you're not walking the talk. Let's bring it together. Yeah, you know, let's circle back to the idea of your company, which is, uh, you know, inspiring. Uh, if, as a listener who's listening today and says, you know, I really want to promote and and build uh, that message more to my employees and to my customers, what's the first step in building that process of an inspiring company? Yeah, what I do, but it's this is uh, my my sequence, my methodology, uh, what we've been uh, yeah bringing all together from referring to Simon Sinek's Golden Circles, the customer development from Steve, eh, and the, the the value proposition design is that we are first of all we put the customer eh, as a as a central focusing uh, focus point. So uh, that's that's the whole process all about. But before we get there and before we even talk to potential customers or existing customers, we try to figure out in a short and simple way, is it clear? Is, do we understand what the entrepreneur is working on? And most of the cases, the entrepreneur is completely on a different level. Different level as the team, different level as a co- most of the time the startups fail because the co-founders have, have already different point of views. There is a CTO, he's working on a technical abacadabra solution, and the CEO is completely walking a different path. So most of the reasons why startup fails is that they are not on the, on the right track. So we bring them together. That's, that's what we do. We bring the founders together. We bring management team together, shareholders, other stakeholders, that there is 100% understanding. It will not mean that you and I, that we are agreeing on everything. No, we accept that disagreement will bring us forward. Yeah, but we have an understanding. And from that point, we take it into further development. Well, it's good stuff. I, I uh, It's kind of all the time we have today. Uh, I think it'd be really interesting if any of our listeners, I think it'd be really great to go look at your program and see what it is. If they want to take a look, where do they look? Now, uh, first of all, everybody's also welcome for for an extra gift. I've got uh, the ebook available if they uh, like. Uh, because of my partnership with Morgan James, we are able to to give an ebook for free for your audience. But if people uh, go to inspiring.com, and inspiring.com is uh, written with a number one at the beginning. Yeah, so uh, uh, there is a funny story about that, but uh, I, if there's more time, I can share it with you. But inspiring.com, uh, there is a free uh, ebooks available. If people send me a personal note, I will give them the official uh, copy of the book. If they uh, uh, say to me that they uh, uh, got yeah to me uh, by your program, so uh, really great to yeah to share my story. I'm always uh, willing to help. So if you if you know a friend or 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 somebody from your audience who's really looking for your inspiration, uh, welcome on board. Uh, I'm more than happy to spend an inspiration session with them, uh, without any obligations. And if people would like to join the program, uh, we have a special offer that we only charge people if they are 100% satisfied and uh, convenient with the yeah, with the outcome. So uh, more than happy to uh, 
yeah to explore and to invest a little bit of my uh, my time uh, because you gave me this opportunity uh, Stephen. Yeah, so just for our listeners, it's the way that it's spelt is one the number one n s p i r i n g dot com dot com correct? Yes, dot com. Yes. Okay, uh, so great. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, coming on today, Bard, and I'd like to thank so very much, Bard Jenison from Inspiring for coming on today's podcast. If you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And please also give us a review, especially if it's a five-star review. It, uh, the Entrepreneur MBA podcast is, is in the top 5% of podcasts uh, for entrepreneurship, and we're very proud of that. But it's those reviews that really drive that. Uh, and uh, so it would really help us, and we would appreciate it if you put a, a review in there. And if, of course, you're looking for a line of credit for your business, we only work in the United States, just so you know, but if you're looking for a line of credit for your business, I would highly recommend that you always have a business line of credit in place just in case. Uh, you can call us at 862-207-4118 or visit our website at fscreditline.com. Again, that's FS as a financing solutions, creditline.com. Uh, so I think the uh, uh, what the takeaway was for today is you really have to understand what inspires your customers, what inspires your uh, your employees about your company. You know, and if you don't have that, you're missing out on an incredible opportunity to really propel your company forward. And it's probably time to do some work on it. I know I've done some major work on it about amongst the companies that I've had, and it doesn't take a week. It takes, you know, a couple of months. Of, and I really like the idea of Bart's program because I think it really facilitates probably really good questions that you can ask yourself, your employees, your customers that helps you find that inspiring communication. So everybody, other than that, I always end by usually saying to everybody, uh, this is a, marathon not a sprint make sure you're taking good care of yourself and that you're always learning too so everybody have a fantastic day it's good speaking with you today likewise